Welcome to Catalog and Cocktails. This is our first time doing one of these things here. So hope you all have your, your beverage in hand. Um, this is basically going to be a, uh, a weekly live hangout where, you know, bring your cocktail, bring your beer, bring your uh, whatever tasty beverage you like and, uh, and get to have some conversations about data. Um, please post questions and comments in the chat. Uh, my name is uh, Tim Gasper. I'm a director of product over at Data.World, um, and I'm also joined here by Juan, my co-host. Hey, Juan. Hey, Tim. How are you doing? Doing awesome. Doing awesome. Kind of uh, a little cooped in here with uh, my small office and my cocktail, but because I have the cocktail, things are good. Yeah, so I'm Juan Cicada. I'm the principal scientist at Data.World, uh, and it's uh, great to be here. I'm actually going to prepare my cocktail live, just for the to experiment. So uh, I am an old-fashioned, uh, I love old-fashioned, so I'm going to make a, a, a twist on it. But um, yeah, let's kick this off. <laughs> this is going to be super interesting. <laughs> All right, let's do it. It's like half cooking show, half uh, data, right? Yeah, which by the way, I do, I do mine. Here's a twist on it. I learned it once from a bartender, a good friend of mine. Uh, so it's an old fashioned based on, uh, so blended scotch. Uh, I know this, the, the scotch are probably kind of uh, rolling in their grave and I top it off with a little bit of Laphroaig. So I like that smoking flavor of it. So there we go. That's a really cool idea. I've never thought about adding a little bit of like Laphroaig or something to get just a little bit of that peeniness in there. Yeah, all right. So um, I guess as everybody knows, Put your questions uh, off the uh, on the on the Slack. Uh, sorry, on the chat that we have there. Uh, we have a Slack community that we just kind of decided. Hey, let's get people on a Slack on our, on our community Slack, and you can join us there. So you go to Slack.data.world, and you can join our Slack community at Data.world, and uh, use our hashtag Twitter or LinkedIn. So cataloging cocktails. Mm -hmm. Yep, and uh, and if you want to chat on social media, feel free to use uh, hashtag uh, cataloging cocktails. Uh, and we can kind of keep the conversation going. Um, if you uh, put anything into the chat, please do it to all panelists and attendees, and that way everyone can see it. So um, do you have all your right. drink ready? I am almost done. I need to uh, do my orange slice. Actually, I have everything prepared here on, on outside of my deck. So. Awesome. So, uh, so here's the interesting thing about this. So a couple of a while ago, uh, Tim and I were actually just literally having our own happy hour, just the two of us chatting about data and kind of just how things were, were changing. And we just said to ourselves, wouldn't it be cool that we would just have this chat with more people or, or, or and see what the people had to go talk about. Uh, so that's kind of where this idea came from. So uh, by the way, it would be great if people can on the chat, just share uh, your name, what's the company you co that you work for, uh, uh, where are you from and, and what are you drinking right now? It's like, let's have fun. And so, so yeah. part of it was saying, let's also, everybody's doing webinars and very salesy webinars and stuff. And it's like, yeah, let's do something completely different. And so anyways, cheers. Yeah. Here's my old fashioned. Cheers, man. Cheers. There you go. Yeah, right now I'm drinking a, um, a lion's tail. Uh, and I'll, I'll paste the, uh, the recipe into the chat here. Um, it's uh, pretty tasty. It's my favorite tequila, uh, favorite uh, cocktail right now. And I see uh, John on here, uh, our chief product officer. He's sipping a gin and tonic. So, 
Yeah, appreciate folks hopping on. You know, we wanted to be able to to have an opportunity to to really have some conversations about data. Occasionally, we'll do some you know demoing and things like that to actually look at look at some software. Uh, and you know, really, this chat, you know, Juan, we were talking. I think it was a couple of weeks ago, um, specifically about you know data management versus metadata management. Talking about data catalog and like how. You know, data catalog, is it a part of metadata management? Is metadata management a part of data catalog? And so we really felt like probably a lot of other people have uh, similar questions. Yeah, and I, and I think we've just been seeing this evolution, uh, I mean, for so long on data warehouses and big data and data lakes and all that stuff. And like, so how, where are we? How did we get here, right? That's the kind of the big question of everything. Um, so, and, and then we have this category of data catalog, uh, but then you have all the pundits talking about metadata management and data catalog is a part of that. But we're seeing how things are evolving very, very, very kind of are constantly evolving. So I think that's kind of where the discussion is. What is the, what is the future of enterprise data management and how is that related to metadata management and all this data catalog, the, the, the category. So that's kind of where we started. And I, and I remember, remember that you're kind of the, the, the Wig Gartner, the pundits are talking about it is the cat like there's a larger category of metadata management and data catalog is part of that but i think we i think it's flipping around metadata management itself is not the biggest category i think it's part of it yeah i mean if you if you look at like you know obviously like for example there's like a magic quadrant right for like uh for metadata management but you know i feel like a lot of the buzz lately is really more around data catalog specifically and you know, maybe 10 years ago or something like that, data catalog was thought of as being more a part of metadata management, right? Metadata management did a lot more things. And there was this, also this sort of like front-end experience around, you know, hey, I need to be able to search for data, right? And that was sort of that front-end experience. And that was sort of the one piece that was the data catalog. But now it feels like data catalog has really expanded, right, in terms of scope. And people kind of think of metadata management being a part of that, right? Uh, being able to sort of find and, uh, and sort of understand, you know, where data is and things like that have visibility around it. But it, it seems like data catalog has a lot more to it. And especially when you think about like, you know, accessing data or lineage around data or, you know, not just data, but also analysis that almost data catalog is not really a great term anymore. It's, it's become like the, 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 the product offering is bigger than the term right now. Yeah, so if you, I, 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 I got the links, we should share, I'll share this with other folks here is, um, I think the first kind of big company looking at creating something that would become a data catalog was Twitter. So um, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago, right? So they created something with the, the problem in mind was, like we have all these business data, business analysts, like we don't, they don't even know what data they have. And we want to be able to have, just like when you go to your, the library, the card catalog, we want to have a way to go find this stuff. And so they created, what ended up being, the, I, think, I think, kind of the first homegrown data catalog. And then there's a series of blog posts you can go see about Twitter created it, right? Lyft created one, Airbnb created one, Netflix, LinkedIn, all these started, all these other big companies started to create the, the data management, uh, sorry, the data catalog. But it's always been focused on that, just kind of, let me go find my data because we've just gone from this era we've entered this era of big data with data lakes and people just dumping stuff into it right for some reason we thought that data lakes was going to solve our integration problems all we did was move data from one place to another but then when we moved it into one place i still can't even find it so that's why we entered it was kind of the big the first step was 
realizing we need to have a way to go find that data and go catalog it. But that's not the end goal. And I think that's where we're starting to see the difference right now. Well, and, I think that, you know, especially to your point earlier of, you know, uh, I, I think people really thought that they could consolidate all their data. And I think that's one of the main goals that sort of master data management kind of started with. Obviously, Enterprise uh, Data Warehouse really was trying to, to focus on that. And I think, you know, given the huge growth in unstructured data, obviously the data lake became really, really important, right? But then everyone kind of thought, well, maybe we can just consolidate on the data lake, right? If I, if I create a Hadoop cluster or something like that, and I give everyone access to it, then we'll solve all our findability needs, right? Because it'll all be there. It'll all be organized. You know, surely somebody will keep it organized, right? Um, of course, but, but somebody's definitely not that, happened, right? right? It's not organized, and you don't have one data lake. You have ten. <laughs> yeah. So, so we 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 go into this kind of this complication. Like, how did we go get into this complication? I ask myself, right? And it's it, you you have this era of like self service, right? After everybody is of, I mean, you have the IT being the bottleneck, and you need to be able to have the business folks do self service. So you want to be able, you enter that era of look, everybody has to go uh, be democratized data, right? These are all great terms, and the principles are great about it. But how do you actually do that? I don't think anybody's really cracked the code on that, and we've kind of thought about it. And really, what we've done is just made the problem worse. I think I, I would argue that I mean, it's not better. The joke, I, I heard this joke once. Uh, I, it, somebody knows where this came from. I was at an, an enterprise data world. I think it was in San Diego probably three, four years ago. This guy in the state said, we can go take a rocket to space, make that land back on a platform in the middle of the ocean, but we still can't say that these two spreadsheets match. I mean, for gosh sake, this is, this is ridiculous. This is literally ridiculous that it is 2020 and we are still manually trying to figure out how to go put these two spreadsheets together and talking whatever, and we can go do all this crazy stuff in space. I mean, think about it, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, and, and, and we need to have a better way about doing this. And I think it's, uh, yeah, well, I mean, we, we need to revisit this. That's, that's, a, that's a really hard problem, right? And I, I think that that's, uh, I mean, it's really terrible that we, we can, you know, we can do, uh, we can land a rocket on a, on a platform in the ocean, but we can't, we can't merge spreadsheets, you know, do you, what, what do you think that really is caused by? Do you think it's because of complexity? Do you think it's because of, you know, human momentum? I mean, it seems like everybody's always looking for a silver bullet, but, you know, um, you know, you can give everyone Tableau, you know, everybody's got Tableau on their desktop now. You can, you can give everyone access to the database, but it doesn't seem like that solves the problem. Yeah, so Ernie says, like, this, the problem has existed for decades. It's true, right? I like to say that the problem of data integration, right? So you think about it, databases have existed since the 60s, right? The first database systems, right? Uh, Charlie Bachman comes up with uh, the IDS. And the first database was a graph database, you know, it was a network database. And then COD comes around, creates a relational model, and then you have all the big relational systems, IBM doing the system more. Anyway, so this is the 70s. We have the first relational database management systems. What came out in the 70s? Bob Medcalf comes up with Ethernet with networks. And I swear to God, a split second afterward, they said, I'm going to put two databases in the same network. I want to go Korea. And that's the problem we've been dealing with since the 70s, right? 40, I mean, half a, half a century now to go do this. And the advancements have, have been, in my opinion, our focus has been trying to find that silver bullet, trying to focus on, we can solve things with technology. Now we can just solve things with AI and machine learning. I mean, people who just 
I think people who are selling, oh, we have a machine learning thing that can automatically do this, with all due respect, I think that's BS. And if you're truly, if you're believing and looking for that, I highly, highly, highly suggest you to revisit your thinking on this because it's not a technology problem. I mean, we've spent decades trying to solve this all with technology. And uh, yeah, I have Cal, fond memories. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm too young for that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, but I think the, 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 we need to revisit this knowing that we have to put the, the, the people in, in place. Uh, we cannot expect that it's all gonna be automated. I, I think that's just, uh, that, that's, that's not the recipe for success. Well, it seems like in general that, uh, you know, really forward thinking organizations are starting to realize that uh, the blockers are not, um, you know, they're not necessarily technology related. It's, it's related to people, right? It's, it's uh, you know, why, why are we still sending spreadsheets to each other and still emailing each other sensitive information? You know, it's because it's easy, right? It's easy to do. Um, Google, Google Spreadsheets has probably completely revolutionized the data space and it was mostly accidental, right? Um, you know, things like that. And, uh, and, you know, also thinking about where people get caught in terms of process, right? People find the data that they want to access, uh, but then who are they supposed to ask to get the access to that data? Um, you know, they think that they realize, okay, these are the three databases I need to combine together to get to the answer, uh, but what's the key that I join them on? Uh, what, you yeah. know, I want to answer, you know, how many orders do we have? But, you know, I, I don't even understand what these tables mean, right? Or, or, or even what these, what these terms mean, right? I don't, I, this is the example I always give. People have seen my talks and stuff. It's like, what is an order? An order has three different meanings to three different people, and they're all right, but they're all wrong within their different contexts, right? So you really need to be able to understand the context of stuff. And this is stuff that you, you can't generate it automatically from, 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 from the data because the data is, humans is the, who's, who gives interpretations to the data about it. And depending on the view of it, you're gonna be able to have, uh, you're gonna provide different interpretations for it. Yeah, um, that's, that's very so, true. So, so I think people are, are, are key for this. Um, and, and I think another aspect that I see a lot is, uh, we it's it's a it's a tech focused and a tech oriented discussion. So uh, what is the problem? Oh, it's a tech problem. Oh, I, how do I move my data? Does this scale right? But at the end, is putting data together is not the goal. That's the means to the end because I think the the end is to actually provide data to the people who are going to go use it and make meaningful uh, use out of it and go answer business questions, go solve business problems. So we need to be focusing on that and that process all the way to the end. And that's not just the last mile. That's the big, big chunk of the marathon that we're going. And, and, and I think we're really missing that. We're, we're missing out on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I see a comment here from, from Jeff about, you know, controlled vocabularies. I think, I think that's an interesting one where, you know, like, for example, I think of like the, the Grapho product, right, um, uh, that we have where, you know, people can collaborate around their different uh, abstractions and terms and things like that, you know, is, is that the direction where things are going in terms of sort of controlled vocabulary? You know, people talk about ontologies and taxonomies and, you know, how do we make that, you know, is that something that's going to become a more commonplace aspect of the data infrastructure? So forever knows my, my history, my background. Uh, my answer is yes, it, it, it better be because that's what I've been betting my career on. But no, but I, I honestly, I think, I, I think it is. And it's because 
uh, we want to be able to have, uh, it's, it's just, uh, it's a na our natural layer of, of abstraction. So you think about it like computer science is just uh, the study of the natural phenomenon of computing and computing changes at different level of, of abstraction. We have computing that occurs with the with, with electricity. Then you have bits and then we go write assembly code and then you go write different, uh, then you go C++ and then we go write Java and then we go all the way up and have user interfaces. Right? It's all these layer of abstractions that we have for interacting with the, with, the, with the machine, with the computing machine that we have here. But what is that layer of abstraction for data? And I think we, we're going to increase on that too. I mean, data, you literally have the bits and then you have some very, uh, some particular data structures. And then these things are the relational model is a fantastic abstraction that has lived for 40 plus years. But what are the layer, but what are the layer abstraction and depending on what is a user? So I think we wanna be able to have a layer abstraction, which is dedicated for the business users. And I think that's where you're gonna have these taxonomies, these control vocabularies, these ontologies that are gonna be made to model the world at a higher level of abstraction for the business users. And that, but I'm not saying that we're gonna go replace it now. Oh, now everything is gonna be a knowledge graph or a graph database, whatever. No, everything else is gonna continue, but we're just gonna have these level layers of abstractions. I mean, that, that's that's how I see the how we're evolving and, and uh, uh, it's gonna take a while. And I think people are starting to see it, but still, it's 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 a long, it's gonna be a long journey, I think. Yeah, no, I think that that's interesting. And you know, I know one of the things that we talk about is you know what is the journey to be able to create more of that business level abstraction, right? Um, you know, I, I think some some companies have tried to kind of jump straight to it, and you know, I think some companies have been successful with that, but a lot of a lot of companies haven't, right? And they they haven't been able to really get that sort of take off, you know. Um, and I know one of the things that we talk about is, you know, maybe, maybe data catalog is kind of something that can be the first step on that journey. Yeah. So I, I, actually some, Soraya here is asking a question, what, what is data and what is information? And I like to, I'm going to change that question and say, what is data and what is knowledge? This is something I've been thinking a lot recently. And uh, so there, there's a lot of uh, historical research I've been doing with, uh, with a collaborator of mine. Um, and, and I think the way we like to put, post this is that imagine data is just like matter. It's, it's the bits, it's what, what kind of physically exists, right? But it, it doesn't have any sense by itself. And, and knowledge is what's in people's mind. It's what's in language. It's the immaterial. And what we really want to go do is combine the data and knowledge together. I wanna to take something that is immaterial and, and make it material, you wait to do that. So the example I always give is like, okay, 47. What is 47? What is 47? Well, I know mathematically it's a natural number, right? It's a positive number, but what else? You don't know anything about it. I can start adding a little bit, right? So that 47 is kind of the data, but then uh, let's say, oh, 47, I, I give you a column, and call it net sales. Well, I, you're starting to give me some more context, but as a human, I know what net sales means, right? I'm selling something, right? There must be an order, but I must know that there must be a currency about it. So what is a currency? So all these things are things that we kind of have knowledge as humans, but when we start putting that to the actual bits to the data, which is 47, we start making much, we make that useful, meaningful. Otherwise 47 by itself, I don't know what to do with that. So I, I think that that's how I like to think about it. And on, on that progression, we think about Data is one thing, and then you want to, but metadata is the other aspect. But what we have a lot are these two things, right? Data and metadata. And we want to go start kind of understand what we have. 
And I think that's for me, the, the, this, this journey, I think is like, let's go figure out what we have. Let's go figure out all this metadata, all this data that we have first. That's the first step. And then I gotta go do something with it. Let me go access it. Let me go query it. Let me go combine it. Let me go share it. I think that's, that's the sort of progression. This doesn't happen overnight and we can't boil the ocean. Yep. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. And, you know, I see another comment here talking about, you know, you know, is data, you know, the simplest element, and then, you know, maybe knowledge is on the far right side. But, you know, there's kind of in this concept of information in the middle. And, you know, I, I've heard that said before, you know, where there's kind of like this pyramid, right, sort of like, uh, you know, data, information, knowledge, and maybe some people want to get really, uh, you know, funny and put like wisdom on the top yeah. or something like that, right? Um, but, um, you know, I, I think of that information layer, and I'm curious what you think, Juan, as being sort of like part of that journey. Because when you're trying to like start to create, you know, molecules out of the elements, right, and start to get concepts that make more sense, like maybe they're not necessarily actionable yet, but they're starting to become these building blocks that are reusable, um, that you can start to repurpose on the path to that. And, and I don't know if that's kind of uh, the way you would think of it as well. Yeah. Well, I guess, this is interesting. We now turn this the discussion very philosophical. What is data information and knowledge? But, but uh, no, I, so I think it's at some point, right? You have it is the, what exists, and then I have fa I make facts out of it, out of it, and that's the information. But then at the end, I want to make provide even more meaningful value over it, and that's where I start combining the knowledge to it. But at, at the end, all of this all together, right? Everything we're talking about is within an enterprise. I need to enable the end business users to go answer their business questions and solve their business problems. And to be able to go do this, the data comes from different parts. And so data integration, all this stuff of putting data together and catalog your data is a means to an end. And I think that's, more, that's a very important thing. And we forget about uh, uh, bringing in the business people, understanding what is the pain, what is the business problem we're gonna go solve. I mean. In our work, when we go talk to prospects and stuff and, 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 and they're just having technical discussions, I'm like, wait, hold on. Why, are you, why do you want to go solve this technical problem? What is the business value that it's being that's provided? What, how much money are you going to make if you solve this problem or time you're going to get saved and all that stuff? And I think that's not clear and we don't have these communications between the, the IT tech side uh, and the business side. We really need to understand the personas within an organization. Like who are your producers of your data? Like your data engineers, your, your data stewards? Who are your consumers of data? How are they communicating? What is that process? Because you can bring in the most magical tech, but if it's not being used properly with the right processes, the right methodologies, I mean, yeah, it's like, it's like you, you buy a Ferrari, but you don't know how to drive. So what? Yeah. You know, and I think that, you know, just talking uh, slightly conceptually here, I think this is one of the downfalls of thinking of the space in terms like data management, data catalog, metadata management, like it always kind of then comes back down to this common denominator of like plumbing, like, oh, I got to get the data from here to there. And I need to, you know, I need to, you know, do these, uh, these keys and these indexes. And, you know, I want to... It always becomes a technical solution or a technical definition around these different different things, um, and then it feels like people and the business side of the organization is an outsider. That uh, that there this is thing these are things activities tools technologies that get delegated to you know those guys. We're these other guys. Yeah. So I got so 
there is something that I'm, I'm advocating, I'm pushing for this role called the, the knowledge scientist. And if you go to the website, knowledgescientist.org. Um, but from a broad perspective, when I'm calling this knowledge scientist, it's really a bridge between what I call the, the, produ the producers of the data, the consumers of the data. So you think about it, um, look in software engineering, this analogy. I remember I, I was, uh, I was in uh, I was in uh, in Toronto recently. Recently, I mean, we could travel. I was with Tor in Toronto with our with <laughs> our chief product day. officer back in those days, right? With uh, with John John Lawrence, who's uh, we're in Canada, and we were just traveling. We were on the car and talking about this and making this analogy with software engineering. So, think about it. In software engineering, we know what are the roles. We know what are the processes. We know who are the people. Everything, right? I, I, if I'm going to go create software. I, I need to co hire software engineers, right? And I need people who do testing and quality. I need to, I need to have a, a, a product manager for my, for my team to go do this, to work on get the requirements. I know I need to get Git, GitHub and, and Jira to do my ticketing. I need to have a, 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 a continuous development, all this process. Like it's really well-defined how we do this in software. Where is the equivalent of that in data? And I'm not saying that there has to be a one-to-one -one analogy. I'm just saying like, ask ourselves, where is this? And in particular, who is the equivalent of the product manager in, the, in a data team? Who is the data product manager? And I think that at a high level, this data product manager is what I'm calling this knowledge scientist, who's the, who is the person in charge of doing this data, this not just data work, not just cleaning the data, like when the data scientists complain, but it's actually this knowledge work. It's really work talking to the business folks and understanding what they mean by order or what is the net sales and how is that calculated and, and, and figuring out where that is in the data and go, and go talk to the IT folks and realize, wow, this data can come from multiple places, which is the right one. We don't do, I mean, somehow we do do that, but it's not documented. It's not a first class citizen within our organization. And that's why we're failing. And I think we really, it's, it's a lot about people. It's a lot about processes. Obviously there's the tools involved, but it's not just tools. I, I, let me just shut up. I'm talking too much here. <laughs> You're shaking your head. I think everybody in the chat's kind of saying amen and I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, I, I think this is very interesting and it makes you wonder, you know, like I think from a practical standpoint, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, we have prospects and customers that talk to us about, um, about like stewardship. I think stewardship is a very interesting part of this, right? Where they say, you know, uh, you know, well, there's this business owner and the business owner is part responsible for some things, but then there's this technical owner and the technical owner is responsible for some things. Uh, and then there's, you know, approvers and these other people who need to play their own roles. And then there's the data architects and they play a different role. And what you end up doing is you distribute responsibility, right? And I always think about, you know, one of the key tenets of uh, sort of product management is that uh, there's a really strong sense of ownership and accountability. Yeah. That's one thing. And then the second thing is this idea of productization, right? There is a, you know, just going back to the comment in the chat about sort of the continuum from data to knowledge, there are these sort of information elements in the middle um, and you need that to have that mapping from data to knowledge. And if somebody doesn't really truly own that and drive that with the mentality of product management, or I know another term that you talk about, Juan, is, is knowledge science, right? And sort of building, building up that sort of that knowledge uh, hierarchy. Um, without that, um, that, you know, that ownership isn't really in place. Yeah, so, so think, I mean, I, 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 I ask people when I give talks, it's like, who is responsible for your data? Right. You you have you generate data. It's being used in some machine learning analytics, whatever. 
and it went bad. We took the wrong decisions based on that. Who's responsible? Who gets fired for that? More on the contrary, right? You generated this data that comes from in, and it's so much quality data, and people are doing analysis, and man, sales are going up, and we're just changing, we're just killing it. Who gets promoted? Who's really responsible for this stuff? So I think this is something that we that, that the industry really needs to think about a lot, and, and we're and we're not doing that. And again, it's 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 a it's part understanding that it's not just technology. There's a people part within that. And the other the other thing I think it's not it's a crawl, walk, and run. Right? There's this notion we want to go have automation and just figure everything out. Oh, because my problem is too complicated, right? I got 10,000, all these things. I have, I cannot, I cannot imagine doing this manually. It has to be automated and yada, yada, yada. Well, are you really trying to boil the ocean and expect to have success boiling the ocean? No. And you're thinking about it from a technical perspective. Tie this from the business. So if, which by the way, we said we're going to do this for 30 minutes. And as you can see, I can keep ranting and talking about this. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I don't know. Should we keep going? For, I guess we should probably wrap up because we told them I got to. Yeah, no, I think this is good. I think it'd be good to kind of wrap up on this whole crawl yeah, let's, run because I, yeah, think that, I think that'd be good. So, I mean, so we've ranted here a lot in, in this chat. Hopefully this is, yeah. uh, well, I'm glad, Soray, you think this is a great discussion and very thought provoking. I Hopefully we'll get the, the, the chat, the chat here. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll get the chats that are in Zoom and we'll post it into the Slack channel, our community Slack channel. People have joined. Yeah, so we can keep the conversation going. Yeah. So, by the way, did people on the, Slack, on the, on the chat, did you like this or not? Uh, give us a, a plus one if you want us to keep doing this because this is truly an experiment. Like, we have no idea uh, how this is going to pull out or how, how this is going to be. Uh, yeah, uh, ranting uh, is great. Yeah. Everyone is thinking. Nice work. All right. Awesome. Thanks. Interested in your ideas too on where you'd love to us to dive into further. You know, I, I definitely see Juan there being something here around sort of like agile practices, maybe even product management practices and how they apply to data. I think that's super interesting. Um, obviously, this idea of sort of, you know, building knowledge um, on top of data is interesting. Um, so there's there's a lot of different directions we can go with this. Yeah. So I think if 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 there's at least two things I want people to take away, at least I'm going to go push this is one, this whole area that we're, that is being called data catalog and metadata management and stuff. It's way more than that. It's, it's, it's not just about figuring out what data I have. It's not just about metadata. It's metadata is, is the start. So, so the first thing I, I would like people to take away is it's not just a data catalog for metadata. It's more than that. Mm -hmm. And second, it's, don't boil the ocean. Don't think about we can go do this all together and I'm going to automate this stuff. And, and because I have thousands of databases, whatever, I need to have an automated way. No, stop with that. This is a, a crawl, walk, run scenario. This is a marathon. Like, and, and then the way you can achieve success is tying this to the business. We really need to go tie this to the business value because otherwise we're just going to end up having fantastic, really cool conversations between all the geeks and the IT folks, but that's not going to solve the real problem there. Yep. I think uh, those are awesome takeaways. And, um, you know, especially this idea of qual crawl, walk, run, I think, you know, taking an iterative approach is, is, is important because that's going to help people see value early on instead of trying to solve all the possible data management things that they can do all at once. Um, so you know, just what are we going to do next? I, I think just next talk about, you know, what, what makes sense next is, uh, you know, we, we've been thinking about this from a format perspective and we've been thinking that, um, you know, sometimes we want to actually like get nerdy and dig into some tech. So, you know, for our next session next week, we're thinking of uh, actually 
kind of looking at, you know, uh, actually pulling up the pulling up the tool, actually looking at like data, data our world, for example, and, and looking at kind of how we how do we think of metadata management versus data management and how does that actually show itself in the product? Um, you know, curious to, uh, to have folks uh, kind of check that out. Um, we'll be basically, you know, we're planning to do this every week for a little while. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll try out some different formats and some different ways of doing this, um, sometimes showing some tech, sometimes having topics, sometimes having a guest, um, you know, and hitting some different topics. Yeah, and, and, and I think true honesty, typical, I, I'm, a, I'm a scientist by heart, so I, even though I do carry like a sales hat on, I really want this to be like just an honest conversation, uh, not a sales pitch or whatever, uh, but in addition to the, all the blah, 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 I think it is an opportunity to showcase our point of view. And, 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 and yeah, we'll be transparent. We'll say, hey, on this session, we're probably going to go show you data.world because we're just excited about our point of view. Like we really, I'm emotionally like really connected to this stuff. And I'm so excited to go see this true. And, and I'm excited to go share with other people. And, and we'll go into the nerdy, into the nerdy geeky things about it. Uh, and, and, and that's it. So I think, uh, and you guys don't want to know what's under my hat. It's, it's messy under there. So I'm not going to show you. So uh, just a reminder, uh, one, follow us on Twitter. If you want keep the conversation going, I'm at Juan Cicada. And yep, and at I'm, I'm at Tim Gasper. And uh, if, Hey, I'm going to, I, I didn't take a picture of this. Shoot. I'll have to do another cocktail then. <laughs> and then I'll post it on, uh, I'll post it on, on Twitter. So it's a hashtag catalog and cocktails on twitter yep. and linkedin uh join our We're slack also, community um, channel yeah we have a we have a slack group as well right the slack group is called uh data.world community all written out so like dot data.world community if you go to uh slack.data.world it'll actually give you a little sign up link so you can you can uh, join a little bit more easily and we got a channel on there for uh catalog and uh catalog and cocktails uh, so check that out um, ping us on Twitter, um, and uh, let's keep the conversation going. You know, let us know what you want to hear about, and uh, and we're going to try to prioritize that. And uh, thank you for joining us. Hope you enjoyed your awesome. cocktail. Hey, I finished my drink right on time. Cheers, man. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, man. All right, bye, everybody. Thanks for joining.